Oh yeah! All right, another beautiful day here in paradise. So, that question that you can see that the name of the show is Rags the Riches Transition. And so I got a question for you. The point of this show is, is if you woke up and suddenly you had lost everything and you had a 30-day supply of food and cash, what would you do to get back on your feet? What would you do? This is exactly where I found myself not too long ago. Oh, just short, just, just, just here very, very recently. We just had a brand new uh, newborn baby. And when we came home from the hospital, you know, you're all excited. You got a new baby. Everything's exciting. And all of a sudden, there's this raging fire right by our house. Everybody in our community got evacuated. And the next thing you know, instead of being, coming home to this place of comfort where you can enjoy the, the experience of having a brand new uh, newborn baby, we come home and we discover that not only are we not going to be home, but we get to become refugees. And considering I've got eight kids, so that we have a family of 10, that gives us 10 people. Where do you take 10 people in the format of a refugee? And we finally got that kind of figured out. Um, parents were very gracious, and they let us come to their house. 10 people showed up. We had people sleeping on tables. We had people sleeping on floors. We had people sleeping in every place you can think of. But that's what it took. Kind of why I played that song, Whatever It Takes by Imagine Dragons. And so here we are. Life's good. We've got the baby. We're refugees. And the next thing you know, our entire business collapsed. Everything just kind of dis disintegrated and dissolved out from under us. So now I've got this, this additional stress. My house is very, very close to fire. You got this pain in your gut. Your, your stomach's kind of wrenched got this cold sweat in my hands because I know I've got obligations. I've got a wife that's got a lot of needs and she needs to feel supported. She needs to feel loved. She just went through a traumatic experience bringing the eighth child into the world. And instead of getting comfort and relaxation and being able to sit down and just look into the eyes of her baby and kind of Google and appreciate what, what God has given us, we end up finding ourselves as refugees wondering if we will ever get the chance to return home. And when that happened, it triggered a massive case of postpartum depression. And then we take and we throw into the mix of all this, my business went and collapsed. My income, my source, the way I provide for my family, everything all of a sudden just disintegrated out from under us. And the question is, when that happens, like how do you prepare for everything to collapse at the same time? And that's exactly where we found ourselves trying to figure out what do we do next? What's the next step? Um, it, was, it was kind of a, kind of a heart-wrenching experience. Um, we, you know, with that many kids, we did our best to see if we can gather up and collect as many of our supplies as available so that we, when we took and we left our home, we at least had some things that we could make available to our kids so that they had some sort of comfort. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're in the, you're in your house, you're in a frantic pace. You're trying to pick up things like, what will the kids like? Will they like this? Will they like this? Will they like this? Basically the only thing that we had time to do was to get a car load of supplies and to take the family and then to escape. That's where it was. The fire was at our doorstep and who knows if we were going to come home. The police were up into the area. They were escorting all the families out of our area. 
and that's where we were at. And so now, when that when the dust finally finally settled, our situation went from kind of perilous to even more complicated, because with the erosion, with the fire and the scars on the mountain, with all the erosion, what it did is it exposed the mountain to when water comes, there's nothing to absorb it anymore. And so now we're in a situation where if the rains come, there's going to be massive flooding. And so we had a, our entire community. It was statewide known. We had communities. We had people coming from everywhere. But we went and we were sandbagging for hours and hours and hours, putting together sandbags, barricades, going to to take the homes that just barely by by a miracle, actually. It was literally by a miracle that the homes escaped the fire to only be washed out by the flooding that was going to come. And we barricaded. We worked. In fact, I even made the news, and it was kind of fun, well, being on the news, but not, not actually trying to figure out how to take and to barricade our homes. And while we were barricading the homes, I took and I accidentally severed electrical lines in the earth, preventing preventing some of the power we needed for some of our lights and so but that's where we were and so here's this rags the richest transformation and so if you find yourself in this position where all of a sudden everything took and evaporated out from you what is your 30-day plan to get back on top of your feet again what's the plan what's your strategy now I've taken and I've looked at this problem and I've taken, I've, I've got a room in my house and I've taken this room and I've turned it into what I call a war room. I've taken, I've lined it with whiteboards. I bought, I've put up here four different whiteboards. I've taken and I've penciled it out. I've marked it out. I went through all my resources. What do I have that I could do this? What can I do? Like, what can I do to make money? What are the assets? What are the resources? What can I do right here, right now to start figuring out what I can do? But then I've got to step back because like in the moment, you cannot get, you cannot afford to be paralyzed. You cannot afford to be paralyzed because you can't make wrong moves when you've got limited supplies and means to be able to, 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 to support your family during this gap. When you've got 10 people to provide and support, that means your expenditures are relatively high. You know, it'd be great if you could think of like you had one kid maybe and this happened or maybe you're single or maybe you... You and your wife are in this situation. But the way ours is set up is we've got one breadwinner because my wife has got to be able to take care of these kids and nurture them. And so when you find yourself in this situation, you can't make a series of bad choices. You've only got every choice from this point forward has to be a good choice. Every choice has to be excellent. And so I take and I map it out on the board, but I've got to take and I've got to use what Tim Ferriss talks about, finding the one big domino there's another book uh he that's in his four hour work week and there's another book called um your one thing the one thing and what it is is what you've got to do or this training that i've got says to take and to get out of your situation you've got to look for the one big domino what's the one thing that if i was to get this one thing right it allows me to escape. Think of yourself as like maybe you're out in Africa and there's this lion coming at you and this lion's doing the sneak attack on you and you're a gazelle. Okay, The lion coming after you is like your debt, your obligations. 
And if you're not careful, the lion will take and chase you right into the other, the other members of his pride and you'll become lunch. But if you sit there paralyzed, you're certainly to get consumed. And so you've got to learn how to run. Like run, run, run as fast as you can. But you've got to run in the right direction of safety. And, and when you get there, then you can be safe. And so what's the big domino? What's the one direction? The one thing that I could take and do that would take and solve my problems. And I've, I've thought about that. And I've had time to think about this, to marinate on it, to prepare on it. And the thing that I had come up with is kind of stems from what I'd learned from like Jeff Bezos. Now think about where his predicament was. He was never in a financial crisis, but the bank, he, he was the vice president of a bank, and a bank said, Jeff, we need you to come up with the one thing that we could take and work on. What's the one big idea? And so he went off and he did his work and his research, and he came back and he came back and he said, the answer is selling books on the internet. And they're like, they didn't believe him. They're like, what? He's like, books are easy to sell. They're prolific. There's lots of them. And internet's growing at this exponential rate. Like there's nothing anywhere that's growing like this internet type stuff. And they looked at him. They didn't believe him. And so in the end, he decided to take his own medicine, left, and he went and started a business out of his parents' garage. And he created Amazon. Now to put it into perspective, 25 cents out of every dollar on the internet travels through Amazon. That's how prolific and that's how large they became. And so when I take and I look at this, I've got to pause for a minute and ask myself, what is the one thing that I could take and do? What's an opportunity that I could pursue? And so I took and I look at that. And so I see, uh, like, I've got mentors like Ty Lopez. Um, and then I see, like, Russell Brunson, another mentor. And in my mind, the one thing that takes and solves all these problems, here's the one thing that I'm trying to solve. And then let's see what kind of concept you come up with. This is where my conclusion came with. If I'm going to take my time, like if you're going to be brought to your knees, you might as well take and figure out what the one thing is and change your stars. Change, rewrite everything. Change it from the bottom up and make it what you would want. And so when I took and I pause and I look at my one thing, what is my one thing? What is the one goal that I want to accomplish? And, and if I can take this one thing, the one big domino, and I can knock the one domino, the rest of the dominoes fall. And so I took and I looked at it and I said, okay, I've got the only, the one thing that I've got to go after, I've got to attack, has got to have exponential potential. Meaning this thing has got to have potential to generate tremendous wealth. This, is, this opportunity, whatever I'm going to spend my time on and pursue, has got to allow me to to go to Hawaii and live there as long as I want until I'm sick of it before I come home. It's got to provide like the home that we want, the lifestyle we want. It can't tether me to a certain location. I've got neighbors that I live right by. One is, a, he's got a landscaping business. Like if I was to go work with him, I think the outcome would be very similar to my last business, which is I took and I did flooring sales. If I was to go do sales for him, I could take and drive a whole bunch of revenue into his company. But here's the thing. He has a limited capacity for fit to fulfill my sales. Where is he going to go get enough guys that double the size of his company tomorrow 
because I could, I could, my output could exceed what he could produce. That's one of the things I struggled with on my flooring stuff. I went and doubled the size of the company I, I was creating sales for. And when I took and I did that, it worked really well with one exception. I could have tripled it. I probably could have even quadrupled it. But the problem is, is our ability to fulfill. And in fact, it wasn't just our ability to fulfill. It was our ability to fulfill and deliver on quality. And as a result, when you, taint, you, when you can't fulfill on your obligations, the next thing you know, the market moves against you and strike. And that's what happened to me. And so when I look at this, I've got to find an opportunity with income potential where I can, when I, I can generate massive sales and then be rewarded for it because we can fulfill the obligations. Now, before, before I started getting into this entrepreneur type mindset, I worked at a company called Raytheon down in Tucson, Arizona. Phenomenal company. Awesome. Like people there love it. They're lifers. A lot of people walk around with this badge of honor of uh, 40 years, 30 years. I ended up working there just over 12 years. Loved it. Great experience. The only challenge I had is in a company like that, okay, think of yourself. I, I, this is kind of how I envisioned this entire experience when I was down there working it, okay? The, the, the minimum requirement is 40 hours a week. You're expected to put in 40 to 60 hours a week. And if you really wanted to get ahead, you needed to start putting in 80 hours a week. And if you put in 80 hours a week, maybe you could expect a 6% merit increase. Okay, so put that into perspective. You have the equivalent of two jobs to be able to get a $3,000 a year pay increase. Like, can you see the risk and reward on that? The, the requirement, what was required to get a marginal increase in your value, your wealth, was massive amount of labor and work in exchange for like kind of a pittance. And that always bothered me. And guys would always say that they were going off to the bomb factory, we're going off to the salt mine. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. But I always saw myself as, as an ant, an ant climbing the, the ant hill in the colony, going in there and doing my business and just being this individual contributor, but never having the ability to accelerate. And that, that always bothered me because like I would, I would stand there and I would talk to these guys and the guys had worked there for 40 years and he's so excited and he's about ready to retire. And he's like, yeah, I've got about $1.5 million into my retirement. And I'm like, woo, yeah, like a ride, you know, and he's excited. And then I see this guy named Russell Brunson that gets up on stage at a 10X conference. The kiddo gets up there. And he does his presentation in 90 minutes. He personally gets to make 1.5 million bucks. And Grant Cardone gets the other uh, just over a million and a half because they split it. Russell Brunson accomplished in an hour and a half worth of work what my friend spent 40 years accumulating. Can you just, I mean, just marinate on that for a second. That's the problem. That's the problem is you got to pick a problem that's worth solving that will not require all you have, the best parts of your entire life to only wind up in, a, in what I would call kind of a mediocre position. And so as I sit back and I'm like, all right, I've got to find these opportunities. 
like one of the things that I had done and I had marinated on is like before I, before my business collapsed, I was doing solar and I was doing solar cells and stuff. That's because another opportunity I was working on collapsed too. Anyway, I'm getting tired of these opportunities collapsing, which is causing me to think differently now. I could go out and do a solar cell and I can make good money at it, but that's a one-to-one cell. Like literally, I've got to hustle the lead, got to turn the lead into an opportunity, and then I've got to sell it. But that confined me to a geographical location. It confined me to Utah and to as far as my vehicle could take me. Now, maybe I could do internet types or phone type cells of that, but it doesn't seem like it really, really jives too well in this industry. It seems like like personal one-on-one sales for this high ticket item seem to have worked better. Um, but anyway, could be false, could be true. Regardless, I just know that that income lifestyle had a kind of a, a semi-limited potential as uh, operating in that fashion. And so as I look at it, I'm like, what is the one thing that I could take and do that would knock down all other dominoes? And the solution that I've come up with is looking at an internet-based business. The internet-based business has got exponential potential. It has got the income capability. It's got the reach throughout the entire world. If I take and I concentrate in the, in the realm of information-based products, my ability to fulfill is immediate. I have the ability to take and to do sales and marketing and advertising. It's like right here. It's like right here. And it's an opportunity that I look at it and I'm like, how do I capture that? Like, how do I capture it? The, the idea of working and do kind of working on the internet always seems perplexing to me, kind of like it's scary. Like, how do you know? How do the wizards go out there and take and do it? And here's what I discovered. This is one of the things that I discovered and I really liked about working at a place like Raytheon. That's an engineering firm. What they know inside this type of engineering business is that there's steps and procedures that you follow this step, this procedure, you get these types of outcomes. And it's an engineered, like when we would take and make, I would work on like a Tomahawk missile. That's a big missile with a massive, like a thousand mile range. It's an incredibly powerful missile. Okay. What we know is when we take and we manufacture and build that missile, that we can engineer the integrity, the structure. We can engineer everything into it to take and to deliver this particular missile. And we can deliver that payload to the location we want. But it's an engineered process. When I listen to Jeff Walker, he's like, the problem most people have is they, they try to create and launch businesses based on hope. And he says, there's no such thing as hope marketing. He's like, there's an engineered path, a structured path, to be able to take and to launch a product and to take and to launch a business. And as I started peeling back the onion, I start looking on the inside of this thing. What I'm discovering is, is there's a blueprint. There's a blueprint to success. If you listen to Tony Robbins, total stud, love Tony Robbins. He will talk about your ability to be very successful is your ability to be able to model what already works. That's what, that's, what, that's what Tony Robbins is famous for. He would take and he would go and he would step into a, uh, into a situation. 
He would learn how to take and to model what somebody would do. He refers to this as being able to compress decades down to days. He will take what took somebody decades to come up with, to hone, to test, to practice. And he will sit down and he will learn from them and discover exactly how they implement their strategy. And he takes that decades, compresses it down to days. He can model it, implement it, and he can start generating the exact same results. And so what I've discovered is, is it all comes down to being able to model. Now, like that right there is a powerful nugget. And so my question is, as I look at this, I'm like, if the keys to success is being able to take something and to model it, and you kind of get into this, so to speak, engineering element like Jeff Walker says, and be able to take this thing and then model it for success, then you, in essence, have a blueprint to go from rags to riches in this case. So here's the things that I know. Internet's exponential. What I know is modeling works. One more story about modeling that's very powerful. The, the military, Tony Robbins is a young kid, okay? The military, they come at, or he goes and talks to the military and he says, hey, like, I can take any program you have and I can turn it around and make it extremely successful. And they didn't believe it. They didn't think that he was, they thought he was crazy. And it's like, here's the deal, okay? If I like double your results, you have to pay me a lot of money, okay? But if I fail, you don't have to pay me a dime. And they said, fine, we'll take that. And they said, "What? here's what we're going to have you do, Tony. We're going to have you go and teach these guys like these guys got to do the shooting test and a very large portion of the guys can't even complete the shooting test. So you've got to go teach them how to pass and complete the shooting test. Tony Robbins had never touched a gun in his life. He'd never even held a gun. Okay. And so now he's supposed to go teach these guys how to shoot guns. Like it didn't make, it doesn't make sense. Right. But what he said is fine. I can do that. What I need is the experts I need the experts, shooters. Bring them in here. I want to spend time with them so that I can discover how they do it. And I will take and I will teach you guys how to do it. And so everybody kind of, you know, they, they questioned him. They questioned that he had the ability to do it. But nevertheless, they still had the deal, the arrangement in place. So they brought him together. And then Tony Robbins, what he did is he, he sat down using a product or a program called Neuro Linguistic Program. What it is, is it's an engineered structured process to be able to figure out how somebody gets into their, like they're gonna shoot a gun, what state do they get in? How do they hold their body? What's going through their mind? How do they position? How are they breathing? How are they, like it goes through all the five senses or the six senses, I guess, I don't know. But he, but he gets into the state and he figures out what they're doing in their mind, with their body, with their breathing, how they're behaving. And once he figures out the secrets of what they're doing, then he'll take the next guy and he'll do the exact same thing. And he will document it in like a bullet type like process. Boom, 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 boom. So he takes this stuff and he went through it with these guys and he documented exactly what it was. He took and he formulated, this is what you guys are doing are successful. And he took and he showed it to him and he worked with these guys. And all of a sudden, the best shooters in the world in the military, all of a sudden, all of them elevated their game because of the what 
what Russ, what he had gone in and taught them. Okay, so then Tony took this training, this knowledge that he had, and he went back and he taught the class where they had a high failure rate. He had a hundred percent pass rate. Everybody passed. Like, put that into perspective. That is that is a, that is a breakthrough. In fact, the military said this is the first time in a long, long, long time that we finally had a breakthrough. And the breakthrough was Tony knew how to engineer and to model success. And then he took the blueprint and he took and he handed it to these guys to do it. Now, when you think of this, you might think this is complicated, right? But think of a recipe to a cake. Like if I went and talked to one of you individually and I said, can you make a cake? And you're like, yes, I like, I don't want just a cake. I want the best cake. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put the cook, you're the cook, I'm going to put you in the kitchen and I'm going to watch what you're doing. I'm like, so why'd you do this? Why did you do that? And I am going to document your recipe. I'm going to figure out how much you put in, when you put it in, how you mix it up. I'm going to figure out what you preheat the oven to, the, the methods like do you mix all the ingredients first or you put it in or do you put you just dump the ingredients into a pan and stick it in? Like I'm going to ask you and I'm going to – or Tony would go in there and he would discover how you made the cake. And once he's discovered how you made the cake, he will document it and then he can turn around and teach this to other people. This is what I'm referring to when I'm saying modeling. Like the keys to success – have already been written. The question is, is what blueprint for success are you going to take and to follow? That's the question. And I have gone through and I have spent hours, I've spent leading up to this very point, I, I assumed, and near as I could tell, my business was going to collapse. I, I went out there and I would work with the guys, I'd talk with the guys, I'd try to show the guys the quality issues, to go through it. And like some people seem to think that the gravy is always going to come, that the opportunities are going to always come. But when the market moves against you, like when the music stops, there's no. sometimes there's no chair to sit on and there was no chair. And the next thing you know, it collapsed. But I could see the writing on the wall. And because I was aware of that, I started digging in to this internet-based business trying to figure out what I could take and do. The only problem I ran into is the business collapsed before I was able to finish digging into it. And so now I find myself in this position where I've got, basically I'm in the, I've got 30 days to figure out how I'm going to right the ship, turn it around and get back into economic, back into prosperity. And so on this rags the riches transformation journey i am going to go through and i am going to document how a person can go from rags to riches i have got a blueprint i have already got this blueprint all mapped out it's not it's not it's not guesswork this is science based this isn't just some pie in the sky this is the way tony robbins would have described doing it which is find a blueprint Take that blueprint, implement the blueprint, watch the cake come out the other at the other end. And so what I've done is I surmise that as we're starting to get into like if you guys ever study recessions, okay, 
what you'll see, if you take and you look at recessions, and you're going to look at the time spans between recessions, like 10 years between recessions is a really long time. That's like it, uh, that's among the, the longest spans of time between recessions. Usually they're shorter. Okay. It shows that in 2009, according to the census data, that that recession ended. And here we are in 2019. And Right now, the economy is looking fine, but there's, there's, there's some signs. There's some things. What I do know is history will repeat itself. It does. It always does. Like, you don't have to look any farther than Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett makes most of his money during a recession. If you go look at his checking account and his balance sheet, the dude's got cash a mile high. He's got so much cash, he could almost buy California. And I know I'm exaggerating, but the point is, is he's got that much cash. The guy's got cash, 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 because what he knows is that people will get greedy and things will, the economy will turn. And when the economy turns and then all of a sudden people wanted these assets and they were buying stuff like crazy, they don't even want to hold them anymore. And all of a sudden, they start selling stocks. They start selling assets. They start selling all this stuff cheap. And if you look no farther than Warren Buffett's balance sheet at Berkshire Hathaway, you will see he is loaded. Like, he's got an elephant gun. Actually, he used to have an elephant gun. I don't know what's bigger. It must be a dinosaur gun now. The dude is loaded with cash because he's expecting the economy to turn. But he just doesn't know when. That's always the question is when. So historical data shows a recession usually doesn't go be it happens at least every 10 years. Well, we're at the 10-year mark, and we're pushing the limits on that. I don't know when, but the economy will turn, which tells me that there's a whole lot of people that are going to get hurt are the ones that are not prepared and haven't figured out a new plan. And if this blueprint actually works out as a plan for you, Fantastic, because what I'm going to do is I am going to document my journey. I'm going to document it. I will take and I'm creating. If you go to uh, ragstoriches.transition.com, so that's www.ragstoriches.transition.com, you can take, I've got a little page right there. We can opt into it. But if you go in there and you opt into it, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take and provide the this, the, the the videos, the data, all this stuff's going to be relatively raw because I am working my way through my plan to get from the, 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 the desert where there's no coconuts, crossing the desert to the other side to find, my, to find my coconuts, okay? That's the transition. That's the journey. And inside that area, I will take and I am going to post the videos. I'm going to give you the training. I will give you the worksheets. I will give you the information and the tools that you will need to be able to make your own transition. Part of the reason I'm taking and I'm, I'm even shooting this or I'm documenting this is like I, I see these gurus get up there and they, and they start teaching and they start sharing these things. But it, it's, it's very difficult to relate to them, right? Because you didn't know them when they were taken and they were crossing the desert. Like some of these guys, I would kind of refer to them as shovel sellers, right? Like when the gold rush was taking place, these guys were the ones out there selling the shovels. 
but they weren't the ones out there digging for gold. And I see a lot of folks in this space that they, their, their only evidence that they're successful is that they were able to do a lot of rah, rah, rah to get you excited that they, that in the end they became successful. And part of that kind of that kind of rubs against me. It bothers me because what they didn't do is actually legitimately become wealthy and successful. They should sold in my mind, they sold shovels to all the hard workers that were out there trying to shovel the minutia. And what I'm doing is documenting the creation and the building of a business. If you go to my, you can go to the website I've been working on, been working on with my wife. She's a, she's, she does raw vegan and she's excellent at doing this vegan type stuff. And her and I have been working on vegan and doing vegan type things. And so what I did is I created this website called veganbosslady.com. So veganbosslady.com. You can go there. You can see the website I built and the construction I've got going on on it. Now this website, I've got, I've got some stuff set up on it, but this thing is not to revenue. It's just not producing yet. And I understand that. And I'm going through and I'm taking my blueprint and implementing it. But what you're going to see is I am going to be hammering on the site to take and to turn it into revenue. There's a lot of things that I'm going to be, that I'll be doing here. And there's a lot of things that I will be teaching you as I make this uh, transformation. But the important thing is, or I think the thing that I can give you as the greatest gift is to show you down in the trenches what it looks like. Down in the trenches, the blueprint to be able to take and to hack your way out of your own jungle and get or across your own desert. This is, it's going to be live. It's going to be raw. And to bet the best of my ability, I'm going to make it as valuable as I can so that you can work out of your own situation. So with that said, we I'm going to take and do a wrap on this first video or on this first podcast. And we will do, I'll try to hammer these things every day and give you status updates, worksheets, um, and you can make the transition too. So go to rags to riches transition.com and go ahead and opt in you'll have access to a member area and you're going to have access to all kinds of cool stuff that's going to help you make your own transformation anyway talk to you soon boom